What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain Welcome to another episode of the Aubrey Marcus Podcast. As always, we deeply appreciate it if you leave a review or share this podcast with a friend. This episode is brought to you by Onnit. Please go to onnit.com slash Aubrey and just check it out. Look at all the tools for human optimization. These are the favorite things that I use, that athletes use, that everyday individuals use to level up their life, to increase their performance, increase what they get out of this existence. Just go check it out. You'll find something, I promise, on it.com slash Aubrey. Cody No Love Garbrandt is the current UFC bantamweight champ, but you might have seen him on a recent Geico commercial, or you might see him on the upcoming episodes of The Ultimate Fighter airing soon. He's someone that I got a chance to work with prior to his last title fight. He's become a great friend, and I'm really looking forward to dropping this podcast to dive deep into the champion's mindset. Hey, man. Welcome back, my brother. I'm back, ready to do it. Back as the champ this time, though. You brought the strap with it's you. It's different. I brought the gold back to the honor. It's heavy. It's very heavy. Yeah. When I wore the fake WWE belt for Halloween, it was way lighter than that. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a workout in itself. You know, <laughs> traveling around. You That's know, what helps keep the getting through TSA. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's a pain, but you know, it comes it comes with it. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you fucking did it, Cody. Yeah. And not only did it, but you did it in a way that was impeccable like that was truly an impeccable fight i mean when you look back at that can i mean and you're always going to be the hardest on yourself but is there anything that you look back and be like oh man i should have done that you know what like we spoke about before you know in the workout the morning workout was just flow state you know being in that present state and just enjoying it and that's what i truly was out there doing just enjoying that you know living in living each round round by round so like every round i kept throwing my hands up this is going to third fourth and just being in that flow state and it was just you know, against one of the you know best band weights, it, it was awesome to go out there and perform like that, and just be able to be so in sync with your body, mind, and soul to be able to go out and put on a performance. Uh, I have to break it down with my coaches yet. Once we jump into the camp, you know, once we you know get ready for this TJ fight, uh, we'll break down the Dominic fight, what we can you know learn from that, what we can pull from that fight, since there's you know obviously 25 minutes of it. Uh, we can see what we can correct and and go forward from there. But all in all, is I was happy with my performance. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Of course you were, Dance man. moves. The <laughs> dance moves were a little... <laughs> the dance moves were strong. I think you could have been a bit, little bit clearer when you pulled the gun out of your waist pocket yeah. and shot your feet. You know, like some people didn't know that was exactly what you're doing. So yeah. so practice that one a little bit. I'll practice that one. I'll, I'll get, <laughs> that one's got to get in the mood. I was going to do that after I knocked him down. Then I just pointed at him because, I don't know, I, I thought it was <laughs> that's the right thing to do. Um, uh, well, let's talk about, Let's you know, you, you kind of mentioned it already. Let's talk about some of the mindset stuff that we were talking about, which, you know, watching you go out there and do that, you know, I mean, 
a lot of that you had innately and it was just me kind of cultivating that but to see you perform mentally at just straight up 100% was just fucking beautiful man cuz everything that we had discussed you know mutually leading up to that you executed like flawlessly it was fucking beautiful and and what we talked about is it started with the visualization process you know when you were out here really visualizing yourself with the belt and visualizing all aspects and tying that to the emotions of what you felt so it so your body would feel like you've already been there because the emotions translate the visuals to the body you know so that so that you know tell us a little bit about you know that visualization process that kind of went through and how you know that element of things yeah i put myself in in training you know i pushed myself in training to be able to be able to go out there and perform at that level and with everything that you know the buzz surrounded by it, the hype of the fight you know Dominic and the trash talk, everything that went, you know, compiled into it, just staying calm, you know, staying calm and putting myself in those positions where maybe I was looking like I was losing control, or I was, you know, emotional, but I would just let my passion come out and, you know, and put myself in those situations with Dom and then going out there and already having those kind of feelings of, you know, letting loose. Now I keep it calm when I'm in the octagon. That's when I'm like, I feel like I'm at home. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm centered there. I can see. So you would things. visualize yourself in that kind of centered state, just. Just, just centered that. state. Even when I was like blowing up after I would like blow up about something or, or, or act irrational or some people thought, you know, emotional with, a, with, with training, with anything like how I train, I would, you know, spar hard. I would do whatever, put myself in there to where I would, you know, go off the grid kind of, and then kind of control myself coming back down, keep myself calm. So getting blown myself out of, out of the water and coming back down and, and controlling all that. Uh, the emotional part, you know, mm-hmm. emotional part, and then the physical part was easy because I, I just did that for the past ten weeks of pushing myself for for ten weeks with my coaches and teammates. Now it's about putting myself in there, and that's now that's what I did when I was in there. Put myself in the octagon against Dominic, you know, him moving around, and you know, the whole camp that I we did that it was you know the physical part of it was having fighters come in and try to you know be mimic elusive, his mimic his movements, and just get really. Um, you know, aggravated by, you know, annoyed by these fighters, like they weren't pressing the issue and fighting me. Um, and Dominic was a complete opposite. You know, I made him, I, I evaded and made, drew the fight to him to where he would come forward. And uh, it worked, it worked perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. That game plan was, was executed flawlessly. But let's go back to that, you know, some of the other things you said, because a lot of people were talking and they were saying, like, oh man, Cody's all emotional. Dom's got him right where he won him. He's all emotional. And I kept telling people, like, Nah, like you don't you don't know. Like we've gone through and patterned like the state of mind that he's actually going to be in and I think for you to have that have that understanding that even though you were allowing this kind of escape for the steam to come off and that kind of primal passionate side to come out, you never lost sight of how you were going to act in the ring. This was all part they were almost like separate things. You allowed yourself in an interview to act in a way different than you would allow yourself to ever act in the ring. And people never saw that coming because most people can't divorce the two usually passion is something that forces people into situations and emotions something that forces people into situations they can't control it could be with a relationship it could be with a sporting event pat you know emotion is the driver and you're the passenger going like ah where are you taking me but you took control of that and you said all right emotion here's your turn to drive but when it comes time for the fight i'm in the fucking driver's seat flip the switch yeah so you flip the switch it's I've been in the same wrestling room since I was five years old, so I had the same wrestling coach and coaches uh, throughout there. And that's always said, like, 
I was always different. I was horsing around, you know, messing around, not being serious before a fight or a wrestling match. And my coach was old school that, you know, you, you get yourself mentally, physically prepared. You know, he, he's old school wrestler. I just had different ways of doing it. I'm about let, let the chaos build up. And then when it's time to shut the chaos off and really focus on what your responsibilities are, then you flip the switch and go in there and you handle your business. And that's what I was able to do. You know, obviously training, you know, put myself in those and training mentally, physically put myself in those, you know, environments to where like you spoke about when you we brought you on the ultimate fighter you gave an amazing speech I, I hope that they use that uh by the samurais you know seeing themselves you know being you know cut up and killed and putting themselves in the worst position you know fin- physically and mentally so mentally i'm putting myself in there dominic's gonna do everything that he's saying that he's gonna do to me make me you know i'm gonna swing in the air i'm gonna you know he's gonna take me to school like all right I, you better hope that you do that dominic because i got some shit that I got my sleeve too. I'm gonna bust a robot out. I'm gonna do some push-ups. So that was like a driving force for me, being able to okay, he's gonna say this. So this is what he's mentally in my mind. Like if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna I'm gonna damn well try to do it. So I'm feeling like he's gonna try to make embarrass me out there. So I'm putting myself being embarrassed and how I felt mentally if he would able to do that. So that pushed me in practice to push harder and mentally like he was gonna go out there and do that. But every time that I would try to force myself mentally to see Dominic doing that stuff to me, make me miss make me look foolish, you know, it never resonated in my mind like that. You know, it never went to that Dominic doing that. It always went to me whooping Dominic's ass. And that's yep. what I was supremely confident. You know, now I was like, okay, now it's now it's all this emotion back and forth between the media and now we have to go in there and fight to the square off. And it's been, what, a two-month lead up to the fight. Now that the emotional part comes in and the mental, the mental fortitude is really what I, I stuck base to. And we talked twice during the week and then the morning of the fight during the shakeout you know it was this flow state state of mind be relaxed yeah. calm go in there and just paint your picture and that's what i was able to do is go in there and just stay relaxed and stay calm with the chaos that was a bit up to the fight when i got in there which is all mental because i put myself there in training in life put myself in there what he was saying so the words that he was saying i was putting myself there but i couldn't really picture that in my mind all i could picture was me going out there and, sure. and dropping them and hurting them and embarrassing him <laughs> yeah i think that's uh you know so what i was referring to in that and i think what you're talking about is something from the hagakure where the samurai would envision the worst case scenario not because they believed it would happen but because if a situation you know when you expose those fears for what they are right and look at them and say all right that could happen then the emotion behind it this oh i better not think of that because that'll terrify me you know, so like if you're afraid of an arrow hitting you, as soon as you see those arrows in the sky, that fear and terror takes over. And instead of moving forward, you know, underneath the volley range or doing what you're supposed to do, fear will paralyze you yep. and you'll be vulnerable to it. Mm. But by actually allowing it to play through and say, okay, arrow's coming. Okay, yeah, maybe I swing and miss. You know, no big deal. I'll hit him the next fucking time. You know, so that way when, when you swing and miss and you've never even thought of that possibility and it happens, then you're like, oh shit, maybe Dom's right. But if you've already played that out and be like, all right, you know, that happens, so what? You know, at that point, you're really in control, and those emotional, fear-based states can't shake you from the present moment, which is really the thing that we worked on the most, which is like, that is where the fucking magic happens. That's where you're not using your brain as this intermediate stop to translate what you should do to what your body is. The brain becomes empty. It's the principle of no mind, right? The brain becomes empty, so it's all just your consciousness in the present moment communicating seamlessly at the speed of light with your body without having to go through your thoughts saying, ah, I'm scared, or ah, I'm excited, or ah, I'm thinking about the next round. Your mind's just out of the way. It's like a, like a field of friction 
you know, in a loop that should be seamless. Your mind, if it's active and emotional and, and really tangled up, it's this point of friction that's slowing down this process from body and mind. And just removing that out of the way by anchoring to the present moment allows your consciousness to communicate directly with your body and bring out the fucking best. And that's where the magic was. And that's exactly what you did. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. I mean, it was <clears throat> picture perfect, you know, the fight, you know, obviously you go in there and you want to knock Dominic out, but going in there and having a performance like that and was able to, it was almost better. It was almost, yeah, it was, was better, you yeah. know, and taking nothing away from Dominic. He's, he's, you know, very tough, but, I had I enjoyed whooping his ass for that. You know, I could have <laughs> had him hurt a couple times. I jumped on him, finished him, choked him up, took him down. But I was having fun. You know, just like I said, flow state. And I've been in that. I've experienced that flow state, but never on that highest stage or on that level. Yeah. Of in depth with my body and and you know and just seeing everything. I could see every punch, every just being in there. It, it, it was it was it was amazing. So that's something I didn't want to leave. I'm like, man, I can end this right now with one punch and knock him out, and you know, go back right. to the locker room and. Right. Be ready for the next fight, but I was just like, "This is amazing!" Like I was just flowing. <laughs> it's be the best feeling yeah. in the fucking world. I mean, right? it was effortless. You know, I was everything yeah. I felt like was just out there doing. I didn't get tired. I was my vision, my my thinking. I was just just flowing. It was something that I, you know, I think that I I've, I've locked into. You know, um, as my progression through, you know, that was my eleventh professional fight, my first, you know, world title fight. Um, I think that the experience that I'm getting now, and, and with the team that I'm, I'm, I'm able to have these flow state performances you know mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm comfortable with what is to come with missing a punch or yeah. getting hit you know I, I put myself in those outcomes and predicaments okay you know you're gonna have to put put me there and do that and then and see how I react I'm gonna react a different way than than most fighters I think that's what happens with a lot of fighters we talk about and a lot of people that the fear that paralyzes them to get hit and they're like oh shit or so, the fear even before they even get hit the yeah. fear of maybe I'm gonna lose my belt maybe uh this thing that causes them to be hesitant and it one of the other key ways to stay in the present moment, which you talked about, what you did, and you mentioned is having fun. Mm, yeah. Like there's a reason people say time flies when you're having fun because you're present when you're having fun. Like when you're smiling and enjoying yourself, that's when the mind is the most relaxed and all of these, you know, turbulence and forms of interference that the mind can create through fear or greed or all of these things, it just lets go. And the moment I saw you, you know, smiling and having fun, I was like, uh Oh, Dom's fucked because that's, that is a key sign of any any performer in their peak. And I, you know, you talk about Jordan with that little half smile before he hits a game winning shot. Kobe when he's about to do that. Tom Brady when you know when they won the coin toss about in this last Super Bowl. You know, he has that little smile like you yep. fucked up. Yep. You fucked up. Yep. You know, Your luck ran out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And at that point, that anchors you back to the present moment. It almost sends a physiological signal. They've actually found that your facial expressions will send a physiological signal to the body. That, that everything's okay. So you you crack that smile and then all of a sudden you release even hormones that make you more confident, more comfortable, drop your brainwave state back into that. And you know, I'm also, you know, chatting and working with Tyron and he, you know, he was fortunate enough to retain his belt in a really tough fight. But I told him afterwards, I was like, man, the one thing missing from your performance was a fucking smile. You know, like if he would have if he would have been there and having more fun, I think that charge that, you know, almost took Wonder Boy out at the end. That could have happened a lot sooner, you know, like, cause he, he wasn't, when you're not having fun, you're not able to smile. You're a little bit out of the present moment. You have thoughts in your mind that can prevent you you're from too, even getting going. Yeah. You're too focused on that single-handedly, like throwing the best punch of the combo or that knockout punch. I think that, yeah, that Woodley was trying to throw in that fight, you know, it was, I mean, what, he was what thinking it, about it maybe with his head and just instead of letting his, letting body, his body go. Yeah. I think yeah. he just lets his body go. Like in the first fight, you know, he could have finished it. I think he, 
just mm-hmm. was thinking too much and that's you have to clear the mind clear yeah. the mind he's in the best shape ever he's he was mm-hmm. the the better fighter he was just missing one thing and that was the smile you know really like that's that's i think the critique like you, you talk about all of these other key mindset pieces it's how do you get into the present moment because that's what's going to give you the cody performance that that shocks the world that allows you to do that and it's yes it's self-belief yes it's training yes it's visualization but then when you show up you got to be present and it's a smile and then there's other things too the other technique that i mentioned to you is that uh just mentioning i am and that's something that i learned from um a track coach and the track coach mentioned that he you know he was famous for his name's bryn davis works out of las vegas as well and he's famous for getting his sprinters like jermaine brown to improve their start time because start time is like that immediate reaction right so you think about start time and that's there's a gun that actually goes off which translates an audio signal to the legs that ultimately need to fire as fast as possible, right? So the more mind that you have in the way that's gonna translate that sound to the moment that your fucking calves flex and you push off, the more interference there is, the slower that's gonna be. So he works a lot with, yes, of course, there's the start technique. You know, All coaches have to work on technique, just like you work on punching technique. But for him, the technique is getting him in the present moment. What he tells them all to do, take a deep breath, and say, I am. Don't finish the statement, just acknowledge I am, which is a spiritual principle, the principle of I am consciousness that you'll hear Buddhists talking about and you'll hear a lot of enlightened people talk about. It's an acknowledgement that you are a force of consciousness, You know, that's something beyond this physical body. When you answer the question, I am this, then it becomes an identity. You know, But just saying, I am. And then a little smile, and then boom. Into the octagon. <laughs> into the, into into the octagon. Yeah. You, know, you, you add those two things. And fuck, it's so it's so crazy. I know that you know we watch we watch a lot of other fighters, we watch a lot of other performers, and you can see it when they're in their own head. I I can see it when I'm in my own head. I played a basketball game the other day, and I was it was funny because my mindset practices have well out out advanced my basketball skills at this point. So I was like, wow, you know, like here I am, you know, in my head, and of course I'm going to miss this shot. So let me try and use these techniques and crack a smile, and then all of a sudden my play opens up. I wish I would have had these skills back when I was competing, but I didn't. You know, I've kind of forged these skills late. But having that having that available to you, so key. It's priceless. Just like the the pool the pool game last night, you know, yeah. that long shot in the green. Yeah. Feeling confident. I was like, all right, like I'm gonna sink this. Like but in my mind I didn't it didn't register until like I have a hard time with the long the longer shots, right? <laughs> but I was like I was like out of mind, I got this. I'm like, oh sing an A ball, I'm beating Danny, like this is gonna be sweet. <laughs> Aubrey comes up and is like, dude, I got money on it, like, you'll miss this shot. And I was like, what? And then it made me think, I'm like, man, I got back down. I was like, I'm not really good at long shots. Right. And missed it. And I was like, <laughs> Well, that's and that's mine. the beauty of that's the beauty of good shit talking, you know, good, obviously. Psyched me out. Psyched me out, help Danny out. He's supposed to help me out. Help Danny out. Danny oh. won the game. <laughs> That's all right. I've worked yeah. him the next time, so it, it makes up for it. <laughs> it makes up for it. Yeah, it shows you know how powerful the mind is when you get something resonated in there, or focused or unfocused, or yeah, you know. And that look, man. I mean, and this is a good segue to your your next fight. But you look at you look at TJ versus Dom, and what was missing from TJ's performance? A fucking smile. smile. He's gonna go. In the he kill. was not having fun. Going he was trying to kill. kill. He was barking down, trying to kill mm-hmm. every second. He wasn't doing the robot. Right. You know, he wasn't having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. Not at he all. Was having, he was. He was in hell the whole time, and then he fucking finished in hell as well because right. he lost. lost. Yeah, and he, exactly. he didn't not only did he lose, he just didn't perform his mm-hmm. best, you know. Not at all. And that and that's like the that's the key thing. It's this mental battle. And same with 
Same with McGregor. I mean, when you're walking in, you're loose enough to do the billionaire strut right. as you're going through. Oh, yeah. You know you're going to have a good night. Yeah, you're you having know? a good night, man. You're, you're being silly already, you know? And and that's that's like, that's the key to these mental top performers like yourself. It's just, fuck, man. This is my place. I own this bitch. Well, yeah, I was constantly reminded all week, you know, with yourself. Like, so we had a couple phone calls. Anyone that I ran into that, you know, kind of achieved that, achieved that or, or, or on that level, um, was like you know just present state you know have fun enjoy it you know you only fight for your first title once actually tyron woodley i passed him in the in the escalator and he's like hey you know just, just real talk like you you only have one first title fight you know enjoy it live it don't let it get all hyped up you know i was constantly reminded all week all camp myself uh my team you know just to enjoy it it's the worst thing that happens i lose the world i lose the fight you know against one of the best you know yep. i was i was prepared for what was to come with a loss as i was prepared come with a win you know so as a true warrior is yeah, you that, have again, to. that again the reason for that is it eliminates the fear there's so there's this idea around self-belief that's like oh if i even think if i even think about the bad thing that might happen then it's going to happen it's like that's not true the only th- the key to visualization remember the key to visualization in anything whether you're talking about getting well or visualizing yourself being healthy rather than sick the key is that it doesn't count unless you anchor it to emotion so allow your mind free reign to explore these things. As long as you don't get emotionally invested, right? You don't want to pattern this thought of like visualizing yourself getting punched and then your face crunching and you yeah. feeling all that. That's too far. That's too far. Too yeah. far. See yourself, then yeah. you're patterning the negative, right? right? You don't want to pattern that with emotion. You just want to allow your mind to explore it and say, all right, yeah, that could happen. You know what? I'm going to be all right either way. You know, my people are going to love me. I'm going to get another chance. It's all going to be good. And then you pattern that positive emotion with the negative, and that just removes all the fear. And then that removes that barrier, that kind of interference that we've been talking about in the brain. Right? Yeah. yeah. You have to, you have to have everything in sync. You know, I think that a lot of people really misinterpret like how hard it is to do anything at that level. You know, as a professional, but fighting. You know, the training camps, the injuries, coming out there performing. You know, it's showing up on fight night and fighting another guy that's you know believes that he's the best in the world, and that you know going out there and have those performances it's i mean a lot of these fighters are you know amazing athletes to go out there and perform like that i mean some of the greatest fights we've seen when people were in the flow state yeah you know and when did you think you shook dom from his i mean you mentioned that you saw it at the at the weigh-in but was that like the weigh-in you you really saw it there. the weigh-in that what happened was i was you know you do the square off and he was acting all you know emotional trying to get around up i just wanted to square up and he started talking and then i like sidestep like like this and then he like try to like show his move. I could just show the, see the way that he was moving his muscle twitches. Like I was like, man, this guy's slow. Like I, yeah, I was like, I, I told him, I was like, dude, Dom, you're too slow. Like that was supreme confidence. <laughs> like that's the last like thing that I needed to see just his movement in front of me. Cause it was like, we never had any rea- interaction, you know, yeah. at all besides, uh, the way down, the weigh-ins. Yeah. I mean, uh, before so, we were do fighting. You think, do you think, I mean, and that's the beauty of the weigh-ins, right? The, be- the be- beauty of the weigh-ins is, it's almost like a, a belief contest. Yeah. You guys are assessing your own self Sizing each other up. And, and we have great belief detectors. If you think about, like if belief is one of the most significant factors that determines whether you're successful or not, of course, from a biological, physiological evolution standpoint, we're going to be good at detecting each other's belief. Right. And mate selection and friend selection, if you're going out with a hunting buddy you've never hunted with and you're a primitive caveman, what are you going to uh, go by? You're going to go by his belief, right. right? You don't have time to watch him shoot a bunch no. of arrows. Like, do you believe that you're going to be able? And we're so we're good at detecting that mm-hmm. those like subtle cues and those subtle energy things, like a poker player reading another poker player. It's like 
belief detection. We're good at that. And that's what this fucking weigh-in weigh is really all about. Size it's like each belief other. detection. Yeah, belief, see what, you know, I like it a lot. I like it, you know, going in there because you're fighting each other the next day no matter what was said and the lead up to the fight, the build up. You guys finally, you know, weigh in, you square off. And that's when, you know, I don't remember much, you know, because I'm like in that blackout stage yeah. when I'm when I'm in there. And then I take the next whole day just to channel myself and my thoughts and control that. I really, that's what I work on all day is controlling and staying calm, you know, because we're fighting today. We're fighting, you know, on this fight day. Um, you know, just taking that and I just saw his movement. I knew that he was slow. So I, I used that. I was like, man, I was telling you, he's too slow. You know, like, he's too slow. I told everybody that. I mean, I was on stage. I was even told him that. You can see it in the thing. I was like, you're too slow, Dom. And we got in there, got in the first round and the first he was moving in the first initial um, kind of combo I hit him with. Uh, yeah. I caught him with the left hook. I hit him when he was coming in and on the way out. He usually, you know, he's good at evading, but I got him when he was coming in and got him when he was coming out with the left hook. And I uh, kind of did like a bounce up and down, like shook his hands. I knew he was rocking. I pointed at him. I was like, that one hurt you. You know what I mean? I was like, that one hurt you. And uh, he's like, no, didn't you little bitch? And like, just he kept, said that? Yeah, right? like, no, you didn't you little bitch. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay. Then I kept going. <laughs> And it kept hitting a couple times. His, his facial expressions were you really. You pointed at him all the time. After yeah, he yeah. Like, he acted like it wasn't hurting him, you know. <laughs> but I know it did. And then uh, I kicked him in the head, uh, which which you know did the cut. And the third round, opening third round, Justin's like, "Hey, he's leading his head off the off the uh, the center." He's like, "Joe Warren came to our gym and was like trying to knock everybody out, and I ended up knocking him out with that kick." Mm -hmm. He's like throw the, the same kick you knocked Joe out with. And like, that's what he's telling me. I'm like, okay, obviously two kick. I know what that is. Came mm -hmm. out and, and threw it and cut him. And uh, I fell and we came back and I'm a scramble and he, he was, he was bleeding. But this was like when I knew like oh, this was, this was my fight. You know, yeah. if I didn't get caught with anything stupid. Oh, this was my fight. He looked at it and he like patted his eye and then like, he didn't really he had a good poker face, but didn't really do much facial expression, but his pupils in his eyes were like real big. Like he was like, holy shit. Like I'm cut. Like, I'm I'm st I'm bleeding I'm leaking yeah and then that's when because we were bannering back and forth throughout the fight you know every time we hit each other and uh, that's I say like, hey Dom I said you having fun yet after he I saw him look <laughs> look at that and he didn't he was mute and I was like uh oh yeah he fucked up you yeah, fucked up son Tom Brady smiled you, you, know? like, okay, you lost yeah. you just lost that coin like, it was fun bannering back and forth I'm like right and then he he was mute and I was like oh, okay and then I came out the fourth round and you know and then yeah so on Continued. so forth continued just yeah. Establish my dominance. The disassembly. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So that was that was the turning point. Um, knowing that I can hit him in and out, you know, knowing that it, first the weigh-ins and then everything led up to it, but obviously the cut and just seeing how he reacted after that, he was he didn't like that at all. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about you're you're just on the you just finished the season of the Ultimate Fighter. As you said, I got to go down in there and, and jump in, in the house. That was a cool experience. Appreciate you having me out to talk to your team. But you this is a really interesting story and i think this show is going to blow up because of the the history involved right. you know tj was your teammate and then you know he decided to go with Dwayne under a variety of different stories and circumstances but either way he left the team right. went to colorado and you guys became now what's pretty clear is from friends to bitter rivals you know to a certain degree or at least teammates to bitter teammates rivals. yeah teammates i would never say you know i think that he would say the same thing that we were never friends he never acquaintance we were teammates mm -hmm. um and he left you know as a former uh interim champion i call him the real champ because you know dom <laughs> he carried around a fake belt you know dom yeah. was a champion so interim he's out there you know and it's great i think the show's going to be amazing um a lot of the the base that was redemption you know and how ironic is it with me and tj fighting each other that show 
but they brought back a lot of um, fighters that were either on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, every fighter was on the Ultimate Fighter, mm-hmm. or, or is in the UFC, James Krause. But uh, it, it's a good backstory giving these guys. You know, they're paying them, and the guys are fighting for you know their last chance. Some of them their last chance to make it to the big show. You know, so it was like a lot riding, a lot like you know real emotional. You know, a lot of people were invested in this because it was like their last effort. And it was it was amazing to be a part of these guys. Is you know little bit of their journey and whether they're done or whether they're going to carry on but um you know going to be a lot of build up a lot of drama a lot of you know just just backstory you know i think that you know the toughs you know the the producers are going to love it you know we'll see how they spin it they can always spin it. it's reality tv they can spin it like do i look like the biggest dickhead in the world and tj looks like a saint but we know the truth at the end of the day and that was, was the greatest thing about it is that we get a fight we get a fight and we get to settle all of our differences yeah that's what's so great about this you call it a sport is no matter if two guys don't like each other or not, they're going to go in there and fight each other at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, that's what's that's, so great. And that's the thing about like basketball rivals. You can be rivals forever because there's some level of aggression that you're never going to get out. Never. Like, Oh yeah, I hit that three point shot in your face. In you're your like, face. <laughs> the buzzer like, yeah. Okay. But I still want to punch you in the fucking right, exactly. head, but I didn't get to do that. So the rivalry it. never gets to be quelled. Yep. Like people will hate each other forever. Yeah. Even it's like the more rules that you put in place, of the sheer desire for one man to dominate another guy and figure out who's better. Right. More rules in place, the longer the rivalry is going to last. Sure. You know, but with fighting, it's like, what else you want to do? You win, you, lose. You know, you want to bite each other. Yeah. Like, like there's like only one final layer of of savagery. Weapons in, yeah. yeah, exactly, and Crazy that's unnecessary. Yeah, necessary, so yeah. You really, this is it's perfect to really get that out. And it's interesting because you know, people I'm sure know that I'm friends with both you and TJ. And the one thing I've said is. Look, what any warrior wishes for is a worthy opponent. Exactly. And both, no matter what happens, you know, you and TJ are going to provide each other worthy opponents. And that's absolutely what every fighter needs. For sure. Yeah. I mean, like, like we stated on that, you know, I think Dominic made me a better fighter mm-hmm. and a better person. You know, he, he pushed me in, you know, waters that I was, you know, fourth, fifth round I never, never saw. Uh, and with TJ, you know, I think the fans are going to win this fight. You know, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, TJ is a great athlete, great fighter. You know, I'm prepared for what I have to do to him in there, and then just go in there and just do what I do. You know, oh, yeah. I'm supremely confident against TJ, but just to build up the fans. I mean, going out to the fight. I mean, hopefully it'll be signed soon. I haven't had a contract for it, but uh, this is a fight that has been on the horizon for a while. You know, we used to battle it at you know, and in, in the gym at Team Alpha Male. So yeah. you know, I'm supremely confident with going out there and putting on four ounce gloves and. And throwing leather, you know, I'm yeah. excited for that fight. We're the opponent, you know. T- I know what TJ brings to the table. And I know what I bring to the table. So I mean, it's gonna be a great fight. I'm, that's one of them fights I'm most, you know. I offered Dominic the rematch. Dominic didn't win. I was like, okay, then TJ. You know, I yeah. said I respectfully give you the rematch, Dominic, because I respect you, because you've been, you know, yeah, arguably one of the best. He didn't want, <laughs> no, he doesn't want another five rounds. So Fuck okay, that. it's off to TJ. Yeah, it's off to TJ, and then maybe we'll go down to 25 and fight Demetrius. You know, we'll see. That's a lot of excitement. People, people are getting. UFC boners right now right. and thinking about you fighting TJ I mean it's really the dream fight I mean with with Conor McGregor on the sidelines yep. he always brings a level of excitement that's incredible but with that this is the fight you know this is the right. fight that I think is the most exciting fight that everybody has to look forward to like right. undoubtedly and I think that's why they chose you as coaches and um it's just beautiful to see man it's cool to see you elevating to that level where you know this I think is going to be a fight that's going to 
you know takes you to the next level take you to the next level. I mean, it's already you're already at you know levels levels levels, levels. levels yeah you know, progression this, yeah. this first dom fight got you on the geico commercial yeah the geico know? commercial <laughs> tapping out <laughs> cover of situations yeah the <laughs> ufc champion tapping out when life gets you know <laughs> yeah you we know, talk about that if anybody's seen it you know he's going in to meet some like overbearing parents with his girlfriend yeah and then the the premise of the commercial is like you know the Geico's thing. When you do this, blah blah blah, and then when you do this, you save fifteen percent. I don't know, whatever the fuck. But it's like in uncomfortable situations, or what is? Yeah, like, it's like when life gives you uncomfortable situations, you tap out. And I was like, I didn't know the format of the commercial. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And then like I read it back, and like you have the UFC champion tap out. And it was so unnatural for me to tap out. I was like, <laughs> guys, can we like do it a different way? Like even like left hand looking back. It was the most unnatural thing for me to do because I never tap in a fight, but. I just even that so it was natural for me, but yeah, it was it, fun. It was a good time. The grandma ended up smacking me on the lips a couple times. <laughs> really? Like, she's going, yeah, and that's when they put. So she was a sweetheart though, but it was fun. It was fun, but you know, yeah, Geico tapping out of un- uncomfortable, uncomfortable situations. situations. Yeah, it's an odd message. Do that. To yeah, do, but everybody knows Geico's just trying to have some fun. Oh yeah, it was fun. Do that. I think that's their segment: knock out or tap out that they're doing. So yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. And and other opportunities that are coming yeah. up. You said you might even get on Ellen. Yeah, we were yeah. talking, you know, with the publicist and, and, and going back and forth and trying to share, share Maddox's story as much as I can. And, you know, his fight matters to me. And the most, you know, working with, you know, getting branding out there, you know, just getting bigger than out, just outside of the UFC, trying to, you know, capitalize on everything so I can walk away from fighting and, you know, go on to a different, you know, a different chapter yeah, and the, enjoy life. You, know, you can't you. fight forever, you yeah. know. Um, um, you know, understanding of that i wish i could you know i wish i could be invincible and immortal but i mean we're we're, yeah. we're we're humans and the body will run out but so i'm you know hopefully you can can defend the title and walk off as you know with longevity and a legacy and, and move on from there that's my that's Hell my yeah. goals in this sport and you know it starts with tj it starts with tj next and it's another opponent for me to catapult my legacy onto another level and then so on and so forth so yeah very i remember uh you know i posted you know, something wishing you good luck before the fight on my mm-hmm. social medias. And I said something about, you know, incredible fighter, soon to be champ and an incredible human being. And, you know, the internet's the internet, right? And right. they're like, oh, whatever, man, he's a dick. And I was yeah. like, I replied back to a few people. I usually don't bother with the fucking people. And <laughs> yes. I was like, you really don't know. And they're like, he's not gonna win. It's like, just wait, just yeah. watch. And it was just such a beautiful moment because not only did they see your performance, but then they got to see the real you, not the guy who was letting out the passion and yelling yeah. at Dom and that, but the real you, when you took that belt that you just won, the thing you've been dreaming about your whole life and handed it to Maddox. You know, like at that point, they got to see your heart, not only your skills, but your heart. So it was a perfect opportunity to show the world not only the external of what you've created, this yeah. invention that you've created as a fighter, but also your true nature, something that I've seen and got an opportunity to, to witness for a while which is a person that's you know full of love right. and uh and so it's just like you couldn't have scripted a better night i mean i was literally i was literally in tears from like the fourth round yeah. on you know it's like it was a really emotional thing to see someone you know who's my homie my good friend and you know someone i consider a brother perform at that level and then get to have that kind of success it's like it's truly a top life experience. rewarding yeah it was the most rewarding night you know you know with you helping me out and the team and just everybody in my, the, you know, it, I won the title, you know, but it was the most rewarding seeing everybody. It was always my dream to be seeing Dana White strap the gold belt around my waist. That's the vision that I saw since I first saw the UFC. Mm-hmm. So for Dana to, you know, do that, you know, it was always a dream of mine. Okay. I, I 
you know, accomplish my my dream and my goals of doing that. You know, but along the journey, I met Uriah, yourself, you know, my coaches, teammates, Max and his family and so many other people that made it so much more rewarding to see how happy they were. And I was able to take off the belt. And, you know, this is a kid that fought his life to be able to, you know, fought for his life to be able to walk me down to the octagon. And then, you know, it was his world shot. You know, it was his world shot, too. It wasn't just my I didn't I'm not the only one that went there and fought. Yeah. And it was just so rewarding to be able to see how happy he was and everyone surrounding. That was the most rewarding night of my life. And. Can't wait to you know keep you know continuing that and for sure you know just and almost it's almost like yeah there'll be pressure but remind yourself that in certain in certain ways the pressure's off you know it's like pressure's life off. is fucking great yeah and life will always be great always you know, no matter what no matter what happens highs and lows man so it's, just is just keep having fun it's an yeah. opportunity to have fun in front of the whole world yeah you just know, go like, out there and fight yeah, you know? exactly dude. I used to love it. I remember yeah my mom always you know we'd be street fighting she would be watching out the window you know like, oh, i'm not getting my ass beat in front of my mom so i always had that mentality my mom's watching you're not beating my ass in front of my mom i know that yeah you know for sure. so, uh, but, let's, let's talk about the demetrius fight though i mean yeah. that's something that you've had in mind and and already you know demetrius is you know doesn't want to be in the same room with you even right just talking yeah. about it right because that's this is like you think about demetrius johnson you think who the fuck is going to beat that guy and i didn't even think about you mm. because i didn't think about you dropping down and then you mentioned that yesterday and i was like oh shit yeah you can beat that dude beat that dude for sure yeah i mean i could go to 25 it's you know that's something you know, obviously tj first and foremost solely focused on him but you got to think of other you know connor's out connor's not fighting aldo and holloway are fighting so that ties up mm-hmm. you know demetrius and he's pound for pound best mm-hmm. you know he's about to break justifiably so justifiably incredible so fighter. incredible fighter great great human i like him a lot him and his family but for me it's you know, it's a legacy that I set out to build. You know, friendships are friendships, but it's, it's it's business at the end of the day. And I think that that it can go on as a you know a huge fight, especially for that division. It's kind of lackluster a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, know, it hasn't to, gotten a lot of attention. But it's also because Demetrius has lacked the one thing that we just mentioned: the thing that all fighters need, worthy opponent. Worthy he opponent. hasn't been pushed right. to the level like like John Jones needed that Gustafson fight. Right. You know, he needed yeah. these fights that like brought him to the brink that's what fans want to see that's what everybody wants they want to see you rise yeah they want not to see you just coast through and like another easy one for yep. demetrius yeah know? they want to see you battle they challenge. want to see you they want to see you at a needing to be at 102 percent. yeah for you know sure. like needing to draw in that that special magic and he hasn't had that he's mm-hmm. been too dominant and he's kind of suffered from that and i think this would be a great opportunity to bring that out didn't he now if i'm correct he lost to dom dom right that's the one loss he had. So for people who think like, oh man, Demetrius is too fast. Well, right. Dom beat him right. and you made Dom look slow as shit. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, all right, maybe Dom lost a little bit of the step, but not much. He was still yeah. in his fucking, still fighting yeah. incredible, you know, and, and still fast according to normal standards, but you're just on another fucking level. Yeah, I feel like I'm the fastest in the UFC. Yeah, you know and I mean? so it, that, that matchup becomes really, really intriguing. It's just about, whether you can make that cut or whether he'd be willing to move up, but ideally you go make the cut to twenty five, yeah. so you fight for the strap. See, that's my thing. I'd rather go down before I go up. You know, yeah. especially you know Demetrius has a fight with Wilson Hayes, and uh, not too distant yeah. future. That's coming up, so that's it. he'll tie Anderson Silva's record, and then his next fight would be all time record. So I mean, he has all that going. He's going on a yeah, huge record. UFC you gods know? make him earn it. That's what yes, you're make him earn it. Make him earn it. Worthy opponent right you. here. Yeah. John Shelby, Dana White, two-time champ. Well, you got a little leverage now too, yeah. which is beautiful, and that's something that you know allows you to 
to kind of at least chart your destiny destiny a little bit more than most fighters. You know, you're in a fortunate position. So, you know, I'd advise definitely to to use that. Make sure that, you know, you're contributing a lot to the sport. You're one of the the biggest stars in the sport now, one of the most exciting fights. You're on the show. You know, get what you want, man. Right. Go for it. I think that's something that I need to do, you know. Um, I'm young, I'm 25, so rather than cut at an older, you know, try to go down, go now. It's the time's now for me, that fight to be on the rise. And I, I really think that should be, you know, after the TJ fight, of course, you know, if Dominic, I think he's not coming. You know, I'll, I'll wait and see if Dominic wants to come back. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm going to go after Demetrius. And yeah. uh, that, that's, a, that's a fight that's next to my mind after TJ. You know, always yeah. playing one ahead, you know, yeah. but prepared for, for TJ. But Demetrius is in the, in the foreshadows. Now, as as far as I'm aware, no fighters ever won a belt in three weight classes. Yeah, no, I mean that's never right. It's been light, heavy, and heavy. Randy Couture did that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been obviously Connor did it in 45 and 55, and BJ, BJ had yeah, BJ I think had right. two. Nobody's done it in three. I so if you went down there and hypothetically took Demetrius's belt at 25, I mean you probably can't defend all of them because they're just right. It'd be time, hard, right? But you just take it and give it back, say, right? You know, yeah, it's really take mine, some pictures with it and give it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you, you start looking at the forty-five division mm-hmm. though. Then obviously, um, I mean, of course, everybody wants to think about Connor, but he's probably sticking at fifty-five. So that's yeah, even two him. more divisions, right. Though, right? So you start looking at the forty-five division, and what are your thoughts in that division? Yeah, I mean, that's something. Jose Otto, I would like to fight him as well. You know, he's a champion right now. Yeah. Uh, he has wins over my teammates too. So that's mm-hmm. something. Our camp knows Auto. Um, if my time's up to go up to forty-five and it works out, and Auto's still the champion, I would love to go against another legend. Um, you know, but be a three-time. I think that I'd have hopefully have ten more years of fighting to be able to to be able to capture those. You know? Yeah, I want to sit down with my coaches and 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 go over everything. But obviously, TJ's first. But I, I would like to. I would like to go to twenty-five just to do it. You know, it's it would be a different. Different switch up, you know, cutting weight to twenty five. I haven't been one twenty five since I was a you know a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. So uh, the weight cut wouldn't be hard, you know. Just you know, ten week camp, you know, just solely focused on making the weight and going out there performing, mm-hmm. and then doing that and and going going back up if Dominic wants to come out of retirement or 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 forty five to see what what's going on there. But what do you think of the challenges that would be presented in in moving up? And what are the advantages that you'll bring? Obviously, you're going to have a speed advantage. You speed know, that, advantage. That's, that's clear. Yeah, I still feel like I have a strength advantage, too. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. very strong for, for my weight. I'm 150 pounds and so strong, and I can also cut down to 25. So I have the – that's what's, what's good. I have this, I'm strong, and I can, you know, adapt to what I need, maybe more speed or maybe more strength. For going up to 45, obviously, you know, gain a little bit of more weight, put on some functional strength. Uh, 25 would just be, you know, about diet, really yeah. diet, I mean – when you're fighting, when you you've obviously sparred against a lot of different people, does does height and reach does that play a big factor in in your effectiveness there, or does speed kind of mitigate speed and movement At, mitigate that advantage? Speed and mitigate, and then reading eyes, visuals, like you know, knowing their punches they can evade, and just good awareness in there. Uh, I that's why I love going with different sizes. I spar up the guys that are heavyweights, you know, just to get that different look and feel, and just different mm-hmm. body types. Uh, but I've been sparring since I was, you know, fourteen of different, you know, different body types. So it's it's nice to get those varieties. So I don't have to switch up. That's great if something happens, like Dominic, he comes out one round, and then next round he's a different, you know, different. He switches sure. up. So it's nice to be able to 
go on to fly and be able to switch it up too. Uh, having, a, I guess, these fighters call it an IQ. Mm-hmm. I, it's just a fight. I just a fight. You know, <laughs> to me, like, oh, you have a fight. Your fight IQ is this or this and that. Bro, it's a fight. I got right hand, left hand, <laughs> and I'm swinging them at you. That's it's it's simple keep as that. It, I think it's the simplest form, like we talked about, like football. Simple. Yeah. You have the ball, you run with the ball to the other end zone. If you don't have the ball, you go like a bat out of hell, try to tackle the guy with the ball. Yeah. You know, what I mean, just simple. Fighting is hit someone, not get hit. You know, it's that's it's easy. <laughs> it's easy to do. It down. Yeah, when you break, <laughs> break it down, down like that. So I'm like a simple level. guy. Like I need things broken down in the simplest <laughs> form. Like, all right, you're gonna tell me that. Just like how you say about the samurais. I just like yeah. all right, they're gonna put themselves in that horrible position or visualization of themselves getting brutalized and, and killed you know and then you go and say the tribe and you know what they've done like i put myself there so simplest form for me is the best yeah hell yeah there's one there's one aspect that i haven't mentioned yet that i thought was pretty cool is in that morning shakeout you know the last visualization that we did i played that song the champ, champ is, is here, here right and i was like you're gonna hear this tonight mm-hmm. and the funny thing is i've been in a lot of fights where the champ was crowned and i've never heard him actually play that song in the arena i've yeah. heard him play it in the club afterwards sometimes i've requested the song in the club afterwards yeah. which i did there too but then the uh but i was like you're gonna hear this you're gonna hear this you know when you win the belt yeah. tonight and you hear in the song you had a big smile and you like put your arms up and everybody kind of clapped and got got excited and that was yeah. kind of the end of the shakeout and the fucking yeah. crazy thing was is they actually played the song in the arena right. after you won the belt, Dude, goosebumps. That's crazy. It was it was insane. You know, it was one of those moments where like you put something out there, and yeah, obviously, you know, maybe it had absolutely nothing to do with it. But maybe there's just some other layers that things communicate. Just that, all fell into place. That was just my all night. fell into place. Yeah, I could, yeah. couldn't have a better night. You know, with a lot of great people around. So, yeah, amazing. Hell yeah. Well, it's been an honor and a pleasure, brother. Always looking forward to continuing this journey wherever wherever the fuck it wherever goes. Wherever it goes to the wheels, you know, with the wheels to fall the wheels off. fall Let's off. Let's ride it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Much love. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Aubrey Marcus Podcast. As always, we deeply appreciate it if you share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes. And of course, go to onit.com slash Aubrey. Get 10% off all of the tools for human optimization.